Welcome to Remain. We're Arn and Trina. This one is for the weary, those still in the middle of their story of marriage, ministry, or chronic illness. This is a call to remain. And welcome back to episode five, take three. 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 <laughs> because this was not fair. The um the software just shut down on us in the middle and of recording. And then the first time the heater <laughs> we forgot to turn up. So, as you can um, tell, we are podcast newbies for sure. We don't really know what we're doing. So thank you for sticking around and bearing with us, right? <laughs> so we want to start off on a light note. Um, we want to make a recommendation. Justin's mini dark chocolate peanut butter cups. They're small and and very uh, tasty. Good little late night snack. Um, Probably one of the best things you can eat. You're welcome, because we just gave you that great tip. And 2020 does need more chocolate. I mean, chocolate releases endorphins, right? And we all need endorphins in 20... I think it's endorphins, right, that it releases? Sounds more like endolphins. (laughs) That's that's a seal noise. Oh, I think that's the third time I've made this joke, just so that we can continue. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to... The joke to... was not staged. It came naturally the first time. You don't give away stuff like The second that. time was staged. The third time was just, <laughs> I'm just tired. We wanted to keep talking about... 2020. 2020, part two. Um, I know that our... By telling people to eat more chocolate, is that our solution? I, <laughs> I know that our aim is to address the issue of remaining, especially those in hard seasons of marriage and Christian ministry and sickness and hard seasons in general. Um, And we will talk um, about our story and what we've been through. We will talk maybe um, about different uh, books we've read and kind of quotes. We'll share stories. At some point, we're planning to do some interviews as well. But because this is so relevant and the year is coming to a close, we wanted to talk a little bit more about 2020. Uh, we started um, last time addressing issues of loneliness and the importance of listening. But today we wanted to talk more about what? Confusion. Um, that's kind of what we want to talk about this year. And I think it's it's because it's not just in light of COVID. Obviously, COVID has been a big thing uh, globally this year. But I think beyond that, there has just been a lot of pain and confusion for many people. I know there's been a lot happening in Ethiopia Um, I know there's been, um, I mean, at the beginning of this year, there were the crazy fires that just were raging in my um, homeland of Australia. Um, There was the explosion in Beirut in um, September, September. and that was really difficult. We have family there, and it was just a very scary time for them, and Lebanon really still needs your prayers. Um, And then more recently... um, Armenia, which I mean, we're both connected to because our background is that we're Armenian. The country of Armenia was at war um, and it was a really difficult, rough situation, very painful. Many, um, many young men were lost. And so there's just a lot of grief that so many people we know in the Armenian community have been going through this year. And that kind of has made up, you know, a lot of kind of the confusion and the pain we've been hearing as well from people. So I think this is not just about the virus. There has just been 
so much going on this year on a global scale for so many different people. And so there is this like um, heavy kind of confusion that we sense around us and we see even from leaders of countries, um, you know, leaders who are making policies and um, there's just... Uh, individuals, so, families, friends. Now, we're, mm -hmm. we want to talk a little bit about confusion not because we don't want people to just kind of, I don't know, um, distract themselves and avoid this, nor do we want to, and I think you'll see that, we don't want to give uh, quick and overly simplified uh, answers. We don't want to throw around Bible verses very quickly. We want to address this issue. We, we want to kind of explore and expand a bit and acknowledge and affirm what people are going through. Um, we've dealt with our own seasons of confusion, considerable confusion over many years over various aspects of our lives mm -hmm. and so as you were saying like when uh kind of march kind of took over and rocked um our lives and our days you made some comments yeah at that time i was like oh babe we can do this this is nothing because hey we've been like confused for the last like eight years we're like pros at this and so little did i know that couldn't be further from the truth i mean it really doesn't matter if you have struggled with kind of some kind of pain or suffering or um, confusion, it doesn't make you an expert at dealing with it the next time it comes around. It's still really difficult and um, it's still very real, real. So that couldn't have been further from the truth. And I mean, there's just been kind of what we want to talk about is the different forms that I guess confusion has taken mm. and then to go from there into, okay, um, like, is there any hope? Like, yeah, we want to there... end with hope and we want to end with some honesty. We'll, um, we, we have a special ending for you. But, uh, for example, confusion might look like canceled plans. Uh, we know of a number of people who had to cancel uh, various types of plans. You know, anything from um, moving to a different country to um, even travel, mm -hmm. uh, vacations, uh, work situations, weddings. And that, kind of, I think, was like a loud reminder to us that um, things are not that clear and perfect and clear cut. Mm -hmm. And um, then disappointments. I mean, really, 2020 has been a year of a lot of disappointment for many people. Um, you know, there's people who are just in agony over different, like, lost jobs, lost um, dreams. Um, you know, not being able to pursue something they wanted to pursue and having to kind of put everything on hold and just survive through the struggle of this year i mean women who've had to quit their jobs to stay home with children who are online um it's just um it's been really overwhelming i mean again for what happened in armenia there's been such tremendous disappointment over lands that were lost after how many years so there's just this yeah there's disappointment that kind of feeds into the confusion uh there's a lot of upheaval um just to give you an example from various uh, connections that I have in conversations just over the last week or two and um, interactions with a number of my students from class, uh, it really stood out to me that in one of the courses I'm teaching, half of them have reached out to me over the phone or email to talk about uh, trauma, uh, sickness, um, COVID, uh, death in the family, unemployment. Uh, unemployment, just some serious life issues and mental health. Uh, mental health issues. And they've just kind of reached out for help. And I've been able to just encourage mm -hmm. or pray for them or counsel them. 
um, above and beyond what kind of our, our class discussions were about. Mm. And it really saddened me that, uh, you know, it's not just me and our little circle, but all, you know, students and interactions I've had from all over the country um, have really been facing this hard season of upheaval, yeah. but also anxiety is at a different level. Yeah. So we've sensed that in a lot of people we know, and I mean, people we know who've never dealt with anxiety. And I think we talked about that a bit last time, so I won't go into it. But another thing feeding confusion is just not knowing when and if like this idea of quote unquote normal um, will return. And I think that has really been difficult for so many people. It's just, it's very confusing. You know, when you are used to life being a certain way and suddenly nothing is how it was and, um, you know, basic things have to be done completely differently. And, you know, it's dangerous to like hug your grandma or whatever it is. So it's just, it's it's a whole new um, level of like, confusion that people are in about this and it's not just us it's our children as well we made a comment about kids doing school Mm -hmm. online um it's frustrating it's anxiety provoking it's hard uh not able not being able to play with their friends being on the screen for so long and so uh children in general um you know have, have been endearing they're resilient but it's been um a difficult season for them as well and i think as Adults, as um, as parents, we need to be mindful that um, rather than kind of waiting for things to go normal so that we can do family life again, to realize that this is the context that we are doing family. You know, they're they're looking to us as an example, and this is bringing up good uh, questions. You know, they're raising doubts, uncertainties, and fears, and this is kind of like the season where we do uh, parenting intentionally and, and differently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What else were you saying? Yeah, I mean, another thing, definitely, I mean, I'm totally agreeing with the kids thing. That's a big part of this. And then I think the our world has kind of like shrunk, not just our world, but the world of so many people. Like I know, I mean, um, I've been connecting, I've been connecting with neighborhood, people in our neighborhood in an interesting way online um, the last couple of months. And that I can talk about that another time, but it's been awesome. And through that online group, um, I've just met so many people who are just... Like, oh yeah, let me let me check my calendar. Oh, it's COVID, I have like absolutely no plans. And so um, just people's world has kind of really shrunk. Um, and that's been very difficult, that's really confusing. But then I think there's some also good mm. that has come out of, which is still confusing, <laughs> but it's, it's not necessarily like negative. Like there has been some things that are confusing, but potentially kind of good that have come out of this. Um, and maybe you can share one of those. Like which one are you referring to? I will share it. So, um, (laughs) I think one of the big ones is like that some of the fluff is gone. Like the fluff that we kind of cling to, to distract ourselves. I'm like, what stuff is gone? Okay. Fluff. The fluff is gone. We don't really have notes. They're just general guidelines. So, okay. The fluff is gone. Like we, we can't kind of have those some of the comforts are gone some of the ways of coping are gone some of the extra things are gone and kind of life is like at the essentials more Mm. and i think that has potential for good like there is good that can come from this paring down from almost like 
not not just minimalizing your wardrobe, for example, but minimalizing life in a sense, um, is very interesting. I think that is a space where God can really like work. Like when we kind of empty ourselves of more fluff that we are holding on to. And when you talk about work and how God can work, that just reminded me um, of something that I was reading and thinking about. This was in March um, when things got more serious and, you know, for a season, churches had to close their doors and, and um, continue with worship and, and preaching online. There was one church that had said that the last time they had to close their doors was 100 years ago during the Spanish flu, which was the worst uh, pandemic in history. Um, 500 million uh, infected worldwide. And this was taking place about just about 100 years ago. Uh, October 4 of 1918, uh, officials had to take some measures to close down churches and various gatherings to slow down the spread of that very deadly disease. And about a month later, uh, in November, that particular ban was lifted. And there was a man named Reverend Francis Grimke, the pastor of the 15th Street Presbyterian Church in D.C., Washington, D.C. He gave a sermon entitled, Some Reflections growing out of the recent epidemic of influenza that afflicted our city, end quote. That was a very long sermon title. But he said something that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Pastor uh, Francis said the following. I started to worry at first, as it seemed to upset all of our plans for the Mm. fall work. Mm. But I soon recovered my composure. I said to myself, why worry? God knows what he is doing. His work is not going to suffer. It will rather be a help to it in the end. Out of it, I believe, great good is coming. All the churches, as well as the community at large, are going to be the stronger and better for this season of distress through which we have been passing. End quote. Now, when we talk about how God's working in that season or in 2020 and things are going to um, become greater or better, we're in no way uh, overlooking the, the serious pain, the loss of life, the trauma um, in the lives of many people. But to say that above and beyond all that, if we are to zoom out and see the big picture, mm-hmm. we have a strong faith, or I should say just childlike faith in a very strong God mm-hmm. who is still at work. And 2020 was hard for us, but it was not hard for God. His purposes uh, prevail. Yeah, definitely. And I think maybe one of the things just to like kind of close off this section of kind of talking about the confusion and after that quote that was a great quote by the way um is that another good thing that's come out of this season is that like trite answers don't work so when people are really in pain it does not work to just go and stick a band-aid on a massively gaping wound okay because that wound is like or just tell them don't worry gaping so that's what i mean so telling people oh don't worry or um it's okay. God is good all the time. Like those sentiments might be good in and of themselves, but that kind of like trite, almost kind of dismissive, like not acknowledging the pain of people answer does not work when people are in real pain, when Mm. they're in darkness, when they're in deep confusion. And so I think 2020 has shown that to some people more who maybe in the past we're just like, it's okay, trust God, everything's going to be fine. Um, and so I think kind of not 
not being part of the, that trite answers as Christians, but instead being like Christians who are fighting to like believe God and love God and walk with God, even in the midst of confusion and not, not just um, spouting <laughs> Christian nonsense everywhere, but actually like meaningful truth and fighting for that truth. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that helps, I, but I think. Yeah, I, I think and I, and I think along those lines, rather than um, giving maybe overly simple answers to the person in pain, I think instead we need to be um, honest and open before God, uh, not uh, not crying out, let's say, against or away from, mm. but to and before God. I, I think rather than running away, rather than maybe distracting ourselves, rather than avoiding or ignoring all this, um, rather than quickly trying to solve the confusion, I think we need to sit in the confusion mm-hmm. and um, process the confusion and turn it into a cry, into even a lament. Uh, a lament is a spiritual discipline, and I'd like to do a podcast on it sometime. But for example, out of 150 Psalms in the Bible, over a third of them are just lament. And I think we're, we're dealing with the topic of lament these days in a different way. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we really wanted to tie in today is, so we've been talking this whole time more about confusion mm. and that like that overwhelming sense of kind of pain in the world right now. And I think what that really ties into um, this season is Advent. And we are in Advent season right now. Advent is the time of like waiting for Jesus' birth because, you know, it's the countdown to um, Christmas and it's not meant to be this comfortable, happy waiting. It's not meant to be, it's not all flowery and joyful. It's, it's a time of like groaning. It's a time of like um, pain and like waiting for like rescue. Like it's people, it's at that time, it's talking, you know, about Israel needing like a, a savior, a rescuer. Ne- needing a rescuer because they were in exile they were in captivity, you know, Egypt and Assyria and Babylon. And after that, there were 400 years of silence. Uh, no prophets, no miracles, no revelations, no words from God. And so definitely a season of groaning and waiting. Mm-hmm. And when we deal with Advent, we're not just referring to the first, but also the second coming. So so now uh, after, you know, Jesus, we're still in the season of lament because we're waiting. And I know that in some hymnals, um, the vast majority of the hymns and songs of Advent are referring to the second coming. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting and groaning uh, for for this restoration that Jesus will bring. Yeah. And just like, I think the awesome thing is just like Jesus comes to brokenness the first time, like Jesus comes to a broken Israel in need of saving. Jesus comes in this like ugly little manger that stinks. Jesus comes in the mess of humanity jesus second coming is that too like jesus is gonna come to all this confusion and this brokenness and i'm not saying oh yeah jesus is coming tomorrow but what i am saying is that um we have his promise we have his word and his word says he is coming back and i think just that reminder when this world has lost its flavor for so many people in 2020 that's what it's done um when we're dealing with that when it just it just all feels meaningless to many people to remember that Jesus comes into the brokenness. Today he comes into our brokenness, but it's already not yet. 
he is coming finally into our brokenness too, in like a big way, into the brokenness of the whole world. He is that God with us, the Emmanuel that we celebrate at Christmas. So that's just kind of what we wanted to like um, look at because it's this idea and it's not a trite Christian answer. It's this um, painful hope, right? It's, it's both at the same time. It's, it's sorrowful, but yet it's happy. So it's both those things. And so we wait for that day. Yeah. And as we consider waiting, as we um, consider this confusion, I wanted to read a verse and then we wanted to read you something to end. Um, We have to remember that on top of all this, God is sovereign. And we, we think of sovereignty as that there is no... Um, maverick molecule in the world. I, I think one pastor had said that once, that God is in control um, at the macro and micro level. God is in charge and overseeing all things. There's nothing that um, kind of slips through his fingers or he does not drop the ball. I'm mindful of a passage that I had preached from many years ago. I just want to read a couple of verses from Isaiah 46. In verse 8, he says, Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done. Mm. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Mm. And I think we need, our weary hearts need very big and strong truths knowing that god is and that god has a purpose that he is working out um according to his wisdom uh, and and just uh recently we came across something that trina had written uh almost two years ago mm-hmm. coming from a place of confusion and here are a few things that she had said so this was yeah in january of 2019 um, and it really is about confusion. So it's a journal entry and I just wanted to share this as we end off today. Sitting in the mystery of God's will, not running away, sitting with all that is uncomfortable, confused beyond measure and yet knowing he makes straight and he makes crooked. He is working. He is working. He works. He works diligently and purposefully in his world to bring about his good, his will always. There is always more to the story than meets the eye. He has not forgotten us. He has not just passed us by. In the shrouded cloud of deep mystery, there is yet hope. It all looks dismal from where we sit, but hope is tenacious. But God is hope. But God sits enthroned, his plans unthwarted, his love fierce and unending, his ways steadfast, his word ever true. At the end of ourselves, we find him resplendent in majesty, reigning on the throne. He will not be moved, so we don't need to be shaken. He will gather us in the hurting and lost pieces of us. He will hold us fast and carry us. He is making a way for us even now. Through the dark mystery of it all, his way will be seen in the end. 
We will walk his way and no other. We will go with him and in his strength. We are not aimless wanderers. We are not outcasts and outsiders. We are children who will know the way that their father takes. Children who will trust his heart for them despite it all. Children of his love who will hide in his embrace, even the embrace of mystery. Even when all the questions rise without answers. Even when the light has become darkness and we grope along the way. Even when we know, even here we know him and we embrace the mystery because he is in it. God is with us and darkness is always as light to him. Mm. Thank you. <laughs>